0: What's up, everything? It's that time of year where the leaves start to change and the off season melts away into the preseason. That means it's time to preview the divisions, and we'll start with the boring one, the Metro. But first, Jordan Cairo is a blue for the next decade, and people have opinions. We'll talk about all of them, so let's get started and let's go blue. everyone this is the two guys one cup podcast and it is thursday september 15th it is um seven months away from tax day so there you go everybody (laughs) that's that's what today is all right get your lives in order uh it is a beautiful day in jacksonville florida is it a beautiful day in st louis missouri oh yeah it was pretty good Good. okay good we had a nice sunset here um just uh it's starting to be like that first fruits of spring of fall where it actually feels cooler in the evening which is nice oh yeah that's been nice here keep the window open at night sleep like a log baby oh lovely i can't wait i'm not we're not quite there yet here i don't think but i can't wait um, I can't like I think all winter I'll just have my window open because I'll sleep I'll I'll sleep in fifty degrees I'll sleep in anything. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't I'll sleep in anything. I'll sleep in anything. <laughs> turn the put me in a freezer and turn the lights off and I'm good. <laughs> you don't think I'll do it? I'll do it. Oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll
1: do it right now. <laughs> I have to tell you real quick. There yeah. was a TikTok was the TikTok. I don't know. I think it was everybody TikTok. loves TikTok. Yeah.
0: The, uh, kids are big the, the, the kids are <laughs> big. The kids are bigger. They're bigger. I have, the go ahead and finish oh, your I was story. Saying, then so, I'll tell my story. You
1: ever seen like TikTok where someone's just like reading something? It's not something they wrote, but they're just out loud reading like uh-huh. whatever's behind them. Um, so it was this older woman reading, I don't know what it was, like a post on Facebook. And it was like uh-huh. this couple that was like, hey, we've used the same four letters to name all of our eleven children, and we're having a twelfth child, and we're gonna and we're gonna do it again. And the way she read it, it killed me because she made it sound like it was a threat. She's like, "And we're gonna do it. Again. <laughs> you don't think we will? We're gonna do it." These kids' names were nuts. It was because it was Ax Axle, so it was like Axel, okay, uh-huh. and Alex, okay. Then it was and like Lexa, okay. And then it was like Zale, but then it's like Zila. And Liax. <laughs> when she goes to Leax, she's like, sounds like uh freaking uh Lorax now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they had uh, a layax too, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and this an
1: Axel. Oh yeah. Oh my There's God. too many. And this and this post to it said we're adding another. And a to lakes, our brood. of course, a
0: lakes. Oh yeah. A brood? A like lake.
1: we're adding oh, another to brood. our brood. And I was like, yeah, you are. It's definitely oh, a brood.
0: Uh, <laughs> People like that should not be allowed to have any children. And I, I was like twelve. Mm,
1: the 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 hospital should be asking how many you have now. I'm not
0: saying listen. I'm not saying forced sterilization is a good thing per <laughs> se. For but... Quote unquote forced sterilization. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, and now we, and now this episode has a title. <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs> uh, I've been getting into uh I hate to admit this even, but I've I've watched more TikTok lately. And um first of all, it addictive. is exactly as addictive as people say it is, but the genre I've really gotten enjoyment out of is just people just shitting on other people's cooking. It's <laughs> so, <laughs> so delightful. There's this one guy who's a, just a just a prick of a chef. And he just sits there and he's like, you're putting pasta in a bowl. Great. Amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. They'll do that. And he just does these reviews. But then the best part about him, I think is at the end, he's like shit on this thing the whole, whole time. And then at the end, he'll be like, uh, six out of 10. I definitely ate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this, there's this other woman. Who goes, they everyone starts with everybody's So creative. And, um, <laughs> she's just like she's doing the opposite, where she's being really positive, but like it's transparently sarcastic, you know. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you see how it looks like a big pile of vomit? It's supposed to look like that. That's great. That's what you want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! See, this uh, is why I can't get TikTok. This is why I like can't actually like download TikTok because I know John- I'm just being on oh, all the time.
0: It's a problem. I need to get rid of it. John Taffer, uh, the bar rescue guy, has a channel, and one of the things he does is product reviews but he just like is just brutally honest. He'll be like trying wing sauces and he'll just be like, oh, terrible. he oh. will <laughs> start each one. I hope I can give you a good review, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, thank you, China, for... Uh, rotting our brains in preparation for World War III. We appreciate it. Great work. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do remember
1: still when that was like a thing. Where they're like TikTok is a thing, and I'm like, what is that? Is that just like another just mm-hmm. another app for your phone? And now apparently it's like, I I think I, I this is too many. This is like the telephone game. I think I heard on <laughs> seven Steve,
0: trillion people on, on
1: Steve TikTok. Dangle. So um, you, that could already be a huge huge pile of salt here. But that apparently like kid zoomers that were there gen z Mm -hmm. is using tiktok more as like a search engine than they are google they're just like typing in a search for how to you know change a car battery and then there's like videos of it on tiktok and so they're using that more and now google is like starting to get worried
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't like that
1: google just buy it or whatever
0: it's fine yeah google just buy everything you're good i'm can't beat me, Lipitor. I'm bacon. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Google is the bacon to the internet's Lipitor. Um, so uh I got no I got no smooth transition from Lipitor. You know who's a person that won't need Lipitor for a long time? It's Jordan Cairo. <laughs> That's right. if he so, does yeah, need so it, healthy. he can't afford it. Uh Jordan Cairo. Locking down the eight-year, $65 million extension, an identical extension to Robert Thomas. The St. Louis Blues have the core of their team locked up for the next nine years. It's very exciting. Uh, both players' contracts expire in after the 20, uh, 30, 2031 season in the year we will be turning 40 years old. It didn't really
1: click until you (laughs) even said those those years. Uh I've read it on paper, but hearing that out loud, and I'm like, oh no. (laughs) God, like this sounds like a weird thing to say, but like God willing, I'll have like a child by and that kid will be, Uh I don't know, eight. In kindergarten
0: or something. Wow, you started early. All right. All right. Oh
1: God. I don't know. So whatever. But yeah, in school.
0: Eight, oh, no. You'd be having that kid in like the next year. So that's exciting. Good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> Here's my announcement.
1: <laughs> <notes. laughs> <laughs> God,
0: God willing, I'll have a kid that's eight by then. I don't know. Eight and like, I don't know, maybe uh-huh. two months and six days, <laughs> eight and two months and seven days, somewhere in that range. <laughs> you do the math. Uh, well. <laughs> Doug Armstrong quoted us saying, we're playing for today and building for the future. <laughs> i don't know why but i hate that so much <laughs> I, I never hated the sentence more and i agree with it and i still hate it uh and having those two guys signed as the cornerstone of what we're trying to accomplish moving forward it's great news for the organization kairu says i'm so thankful for the blues organization for putting their trust in me and giving me the opportunity to wear the blue note for the foreseeable future being able to s- <laughs> Being able to St. Louis, my home, I assume he said, call St. Louis, my home yeah. is amazing. I can't say enough about how much I love the city and to be the best fans in the league. I can't thank you enough for always showing me love and support. You know, I love St. Louis, even though I did leave. Uh, but every time i see one of these posts i'm like do you do you really love the city cuz i don't see you hanging out here like in the off season which know? parts of the
1: city are your <laughs> yeah, favorite t-
0: tell me your favorite feature of st louis city is it the arch is it uh, bush stadium um <laughs> i like that the
1: 1904 world's Fair was here
0: yeah it would be sweet if they came back to you something like um i love mardi gras and soulard i'm like at least that's a thing you know i mean it's it's the kind of thing an athlete would know about and do but it's a thing
1: i love Um, wheelhouse
0: that's (laughs) i'm sure you
1: do buddy i'm sure you do
0: do. everybody does kairu posted 75 points uh 27 goals and 48 assists in 74 regular season games over a point per game uh some thought um well you have some thoughts here which i'm gonna let you get into why don't you start
1: yeah so there's just like a couple things i saw floating around on twitter as you do uh when you get these sort of signings and everything a a fair amount of people seemed alright with the signing but there were a few detractors out there and i wanted to dispel a few things or maybe talk about a few things on why this contract isn't uh too much too early so one of the Mm -hmm. things i saw was uh Kyrou's scoring slowed down in the second half of the season. I saw that a lot. They're like, oh, he was very good, very consistent, you know, on fire for the first half. The second half, not so much. Well, he recorded 42 points uh, in 40 games before the All-Star break. And then after the All-Star break, where he was uh, awarded, where he became the NHL's quote-unquote fastest skater, uh, he recorded 33 points in 34 games. Uh, So about a point, you know, over a point per game pace, Just like he was prior to the All Star break. Granted, before the All Star break, he scored 17 goals and 25 assists. And after he scored 10 goals and 23 assists, the goal scoring kind of went down. You can say he was a little streaky here and there, but I think it all pans out to a player taking off in like his first full season in the NHL and then maybe like, you know, losing some energy or whatever in a full 82 game season. And on top of that, again, it he wasn't ineffective. It wasn't like he scored 42 points in the first 40 games and then was like, oh, 20, 15, something like that. Right. He scored 33 points in 34 games after that. Like, so I don't know. It was, I think he was extremely consistent as far as like the overall season is concerned. Sure, a little bit streaky, but again, I really who who isn't? Like, I'm seriously, mm-hmm. like, unless you're getting like an elite player, like a truly elite player there's going to be ups and downs especially for a young guy like that you just hope again that he can kind of iron that out and become a little more consistent
0: yeah i mean i think um i think you said everything really well i think that this um this contract to me is just uh, i don't know i would you have loved him to come in a little under robert thomas sure you would have that'd be great Mm -hmm. is it worth it to pay the difference so that there's never any sense of like competition or uh any sort of grudge between them yeah absolutely it is um and i just feel like anyone who really thought that we were going to get Cairo for a lot lower than this was just off off their gourd I, I don't know what they you know he's he's 23 24 one of those two he's one of the league's most elite skaters he was a point per game player last year and you're locking him up for all of his prime while the salary cap is set to potentially explode two or three years down the road um that isn't something you can get for cheap. And it isn't something you would want to get for cheap. And it's, it's really the only alternative to this is some sort of bridge, like three or $5 million per season sort of thing. Those are never a good bet for the team. They're not, they never work out for the team because either he's angry, you know, and he's resentful and he Mm -hmm. doesn't want to resign long-term or, you know, even if he way outperforms it, then you have to decide about, signing him for eight years then and eating up more of the bad years at the end of the contract. That won't be as good. I mean, there's just not, ne- if you believe in a player, you always give him the eight years as early as you can and try to keep the salary cap hit reasonable, reasonable. It's always going to seem like too much at the beginning. And mm-hmm. your hope is that it seems like a huge steal by the end of it, which I think with both of these, If the salary cap continues to go way up, it probably will. I mean, remember when we thought Vladimir Tarasenko at $7.5 was like steep? You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, that was everybody's universal thought. He was one of the highest paid young goal scorers in the league that year. And now nobody even blinks an eye at it. Now, even after all the problems he's had entering next season, nobody's thinking, oh, that's way too much. You know, like Mm -hmm. it's just it's just um, that's how contracts work. If for the team, you know, it's ideal to get, uh, I hate to even say the name, it still hurts, but like the David Perron contract where it's four by four and you're thinking at first, like, oh, that's really cheap. That seems really friendly. And then it just keeps getting better. But that's pretty rare. The player's not usually going to sign the team friendliest deal because Mm. that screws him. So this is perfectly fine by me. Um, I'm really excited to have the core locked up. I think it creates a lot of questions um, that uh, need to be answered about other parts of the team, but those questions will be answered over time. And this is the one question that you had to answer, you know, pretty much before you answered any of those questions. I know that was about as vague and and (laughs) stilted a language as it could have possibly been, but like you lock up the core, your foundation, this is the centerpiece of the team that everything else Spirals around. So now, whatever moves you can make to clean up defense, whatever moves you have to make with O'Reilly Tarasenko, uh, whatever moves you have to make even down the line with like Buchnevich or Shin, obviously wouldn't be re-signing, but you know trades or anything like that. It all had to start with this piece, and now this piece is taken care of, and you can do the rest of your business. You know.
1: Right. I mean, I think Armstrong has gone and said multiple times in the last couple days here that these guys are the core. They are the pillars they're going to build around as time goes on. Like these are these are your new, um, in a way, Tarasenko and, and Schwartz's, right? Where it's like, these are the guys that are going to be here long-term and you're going to get other guys around them to complement them. Um, and this is, again, this is also just like what Kyrie got. This is the market. Like this is just what the market is. Like Tim Stutzla mm-hmm. just got paid more money, slightly more money, for less production in his career than Kyra has had, so yeah. like, and granted, Stute to the center or whatever, but it's just like that's that's what the market is, and you saw um, there's another young player that got something out there too, but also it's um,
0: Tage Thompson, I yeah, mean, Tage Thompson, this thank you, Tage Thompson, deal on it immediately. Like, this,
1: <laughs> this is the this is what <laughs> Tage Thompson did to us. But was, <laughs> Tage Thompson strikes again. Um, no, this is also like the Matthew Kachuk like, reverberations and Johnny Gaudreau reverberations where it's like now teams are getting a little scared. Maybe maybe not so much outwardly, but it's like we don't want that to happen. We don't want to spurn an RFA. And he's like, you know what? When this is up, I'm just not signing here. Like mm-hmm. they want to lock these guys up long-term. And like you said, it means that the front office believes in these guys. On um, 32 Thoughts today, listening to that a little bit, they talked about how, uh, Elliot talked about how there was a few people that were a little surprised that Kairou got as much as Thomas. And they were, they were a little surprised that um, I don't know, it was like eight years and things like that. But he also said that this just goes to show that Doug Armstrong, like really believes in Kyru and sees him succeeding in the future. And then an even bigger deal was that they mentioned was the fact that Kyru and Ruby have kind of butted heads in the past a little bit, just in terms of like play style, um, how things are going on the ice and ellie made a really good point that he was like you know with doug armstrong signing Kyrie an eight-year deal this is kind of putting the ball in ruby's court and being like hey man this guy's here so you're just going to have to make this work like you're going to have to make this team work around these guys which i think Mm -hmm. is i think is uh ballsy i guess i don't know not necessarily for armstrong anymore because we know what he's capable of but i think that's I think that's really good from our perspective, right? Because we've always been like, we like Craig Brube. We've let, you know, he's a good coach, but we don't want him watering this team down into like dump and chase and just hard grinders and all that stuff and Mm -hmm. boring old Ken Hitchcock hockey. And I don't think he's necessarily on that path or anything, but I think having Kyron Thomas here long term is like, you're not going to turn these guys into like, I mean, I want to be 200 foot players and strip guys of the puck and whatnot, but you're not going to turn them into these grinding. Uh, Braden Shen forwards it's just not who they are and yeah. so you're going to have to construct this team in a slightly different way and have them play a little bit of a different way um and to kind of to that point actually Jeremy Rutherford was on 101 and I listened to him yesterday and he talked about how while Kyra doesn't necessarily and even Thomas to a certain extent don't fit Barubi's mold um you know stereotypical mold Barubi's talked about how he wants this team to play a rush offense and if they have the guns to do it that's like that's his strategy and that's what he'd like to see us do and so I think having these guys maybe able we'll to build around these guys a little bit more speed through trades free agency what have you young guys coming up maybe we can see that kind of Craig Bruby attack that'd be that'd be interesting I'm all for that uh, Stephen as you know I'm a big I'm a big Tottenham fan and the only way they score is on the counterattack and <laughs> uh-huh. on the rush
0: that's right and they're very good at it. Those are, um, those are my teams. <laughs> no, So sad, I'm, folks. To comment on what you're saying, like, and this is not even meant to be Barubi specific in any way. I mean, it's not a slight against him, but like in the battle between star player and head coach, star player wins 100% of the time. 100% mm-hmm. of the time. 100% of the time. Because unless, unless that player happens to be in like his final year or something, it's just always the the players aren't replaceable and the coach is. There's a thousand there's a hundred guys who are capable of doing Craig Baruby's job mm-hmm. that are available right now looking for a job that will be happy to have it. There's no other Jordan Cairo anywhere. And I'm not even saying Jordan Cairo is Connor McDavid or anything, but you can't just pick one up off the street, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, there's a certain extent to which, and again, I don't think this is necessarily true, but there's an extent to which, like, if Craig Baruby can't make this team work with Robert Thomas and Jordan Kyver. Craig Berube is the problem, not Robert Thomas and Jordan Kyver, you know? Mm. So, and he's the one that's going to go and be replaced and they're going to stay and still be really good at hockey. So like, that's, you know, and I, and I say that again, I'm, you know, I've got my beefs with, with Berube, but I think he'd probably pretty much say the same thing. Like he would pretty much say like, these are the players I have. Um, and there are stars. You know, you might not use that terminology, but like, there's some of our best, most talented players, and we've got to build a system that works with them. You know, so I don't have any issue with that. I do think you're right that it does kind of send that message loud and clear that, like, hey, they're gonna be here after you're gone, whether you're gone next week or next decade. So you know, like,
1: they're gonna be here when I'm 40. Yeah, with my 12 right. year old child. And
0: when Craig Berube. <laughs> Stephen, I'd like you to meet Annabelle. Um, oh, no, her, Annabelle, oh no, find. a doll, uh, a living doll. Yeah. Uh oh, Craig Baruby will be 66. Um, wait, he's only in his 50s, yeah, he's only 56 years old right now. Wow, good
1: for you, Craig. That's right, I guess. Craig! No, I guess what I'm saying is he looks too old. Yeah,
0: that's right, uh, <laughs> yeah, not so good. good for you for having your face changed. Um so, Kairou is here. Thomas is here. That's all very good. Armstrong did make some comments on some other players. Uh, I'm less excited about some of them. Uh, on Torchenko, he said he was recovering from a shoulder surgery. Quote, he was here all summer. He trained like a madman and he's ahead of schedule. Was this Armstrong or Berube?
1: This is this
0: is, uh, Armstrong. Okay, I don't know why. I thought I read this earlier and it was Berube. But either way, now we don't want to be Pennywise and Pound Foolish with a younger player, but he is pushing, and we hope to see him sooner than later. Torchenko's got that dog oh, in
1: him. Oh, he does, 100%, 100%. Oh, my
0: God, does he have that dog in him. We never got an answer, Still waiting way, on Keon Wash Correct. Corey, if you're listening, anytime now but i don't think His even silence Corey is could argue i think he's scared to admit it to be honest with you. <laughs> But i don't think even cory promen could argue with the idea that uh has got that dog inside of him um we've also got a comment on uh oh sorry toro you had this note here toro was originally scheduled to be healthy enough uh, to return sometime this December, and now it sounds like uh, it's going to be hopefully sooner than that. On Scott Perunovich, uh, he said, and I think this is fair, he's got to prove he can stay healthy. That's the main thing. Like with football, you can make the club from the, t- you can't make the club from the tub. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh. It's, it's oh, full no. Of that. oh, no. You've got to play and you've got to be ready to go. He's put all the work in. Now he has to go from bad luck to good luck health-wise. Nothing unfair there, would you say?
1: No, not at all. I'm, I'm excited about Torbchenko being sooner rather than later. And with Prunovic, yeah, I mean, it's, he's always, it's always been a little bit of a question of health these last couple of years, it seems like. But you hope he can keep it together. <laughs> I hope he keeps it together. Um, especially because there seems to be like four players for that bottom pairing, right? I mean, it's Mikola, it's Portuzo, Prunovic and Scandella and Mm -hmm. I mean I'm assuming they're just going to be doing a rotation of some kind with all those guys we might just carry two extra defensemen and and one forward or something but it'll be it'll be interesting to see I think Prunovich for him specifically too it's it's either showing he can do more than just quarterback the power play and or he has to quarterback the power play like his life depends on it and either one of those things will keep him in the lineup uh we'll just have to see which one's which
0: yeah um agreed
1: i think one other comment too was um armstrong had something where he basically talked about the the next contracts that were were coming down the line right like o'reilly tarasenko whatever and basically and Barbershev even and talking about how he like he really wants to try and keep the band together and keep them all together and it seemed real positive but then he said you know the salary cap is what it is and i was like well you know you can can just tell us right now tell us who's not coming back (laughs) tell us who you're not coming back with uh, sure. Friedman on 32 Thoughts seemed to think that um, Armstrong was going to try and take a run at O'Reilly and it sounded like he thought he was going to try and do it sooner rather than later sooner just meaning probably before Christmas let's say um, mm-hmm. because Ryan O'Reilly is also represented by uh, Newport Sports which is also who represented Alex Petrangelo and we know how that went so <laughs> I think he's going to try and get ahead of this or at least have his have his answer uh, pretty early on. We've said um, a couple times, but do you think Ryan O'Reilly's got to stay because if he leaves, what's this team going to do? Well, Alex Petrangelo, David Perron. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, it's to quote the chances of John Tavares coming here 50 uh, 50. It's 50 50 <laughs> uh, on Ryan O'Reilly right now. Like, It'll be interesting. It's going to be a story to follow because I think depending on how a season goes too. like, obviously has a huge body of work uh, being in the league for like the last like 10 years or whatever, but you just don't know if, you know, if he's kind of regresses this year, maybe his numbers lower, maybe that's something we can do. If he stays like the way he has been 60 point, 70 point, if he has like a resurgent 80 point season, like that's a guy that's like pricing his way out of here. I think um, Friedman was basically saying that if he had a really good season, he'd be pointing at the cadre number and being like, "This is this is my market," and it's like seven so, yeah. seven years, seven million. Probably not the term, definitely not the uh, the number dollar wise. So we'll see how it goes. I'm very interested, or or throw a curveball, Army. Do the old uh, freaking what's the I don't even know who the GM up in Vancouver is now. Uh, Patrick Alvin, do a Patrick Alvin. I got it. Um, and sign J T. Miller first. Get, get Tarasenko first. Sign him first, and make us all scratch our heads and be like, "I don't know what's happening anymore."
0: <laughs> That's right. Um, just let me just go ahead and read those comments just because yeah. I have them here in front of me. A rally, Tarasenko, Barbershev, Mikola, these guys are all going to be UFAs. Right now, we're going to just let the season play itself out, have these guys play. What we try and do is work behind the scenes and have these press conferences when the job is done, not as a day-to-day update on where we're going. Uh, these are key players for us. We've wrapped up a big part of our future and we're in the here and now and today. The players I just spoke of are going to be very good players next year and the year after, and we're going to see if we can find a way to keep this fan together. But I think we all know the salary cap is the salary cap. It is what it is. The league signed up to to it, but so did the players. The players signed up for the salary cap. They have to deal with the ramifications like teams do. Putting it back on them. Get escrowed, baby. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I would echo everything you said. In my opinion, you can't really... You can't really lose O'Reilly, but like you said, I would have said that about Petrangelo too and probably about Perron. The thing I don't understand though is like you cannot have all three of those guys minus Mikola, because Mikula didn't really deserve to be in that group to be honest, but you can't have all three of those guys walk for free. I mean, you cannot allow that. You can't, you know, we've got what What in the last three or four years we've had Petrangelo, um, Schwartz, Peron, Dunn, Dunn all leave for free. Um, you know, Dunn's a little bit different because at least he was um sniped out of here by the Kraken, but you cannot have both of these guys leave for free. So if you decide, you know, I don't, I don't, I really, I take him at his word that he wants to sign O'Reilly. At least I believe he wants to get O'Reilly done. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think it's up to O'Reilly. If he wants max money, he's probably going to have to go somewhere else, but um, hopefully he doesn't. And he wants to bet on his reputation and his legacy and finish his career here. But, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I forget exactly what I was going to say but essentially (laughs) if he knows now that uh all of those guys were leaving hypothetically then he has to trade at least one of them and maybe two of them and I don't care if that makes this season worse you just can't you just can't I mean you literally just can't let them walk for free if you know they're leaving you know so
1: we don't really have like I mean we have tradable uh, tradable assets but like in terms of outside of like Tarasenko, O'Reilly, whatever, like if you get rid of those, if those guys walk for free, like our only way to improve is free agency granted, you know, have like $50 million you freed up, cool beans, but like you're paying a premium in free agency and we don't have assets to trade. Like we can trade Thomas and Cairo or whatever. Those we'll get stuff back for them, but you're not going to do that. And anyone mm. else you're willing to trade, you're not getting much for Marco Scandella. You're not getting much even for um, our prospects because, like, you know, we were rated like 28th, 27th in the league or whatever in terms of like a pipeline, which is you know understandable given our recent success and everything. But it's not great in terms of like being able to let guys walk and build from your your farm mm-hmm. team and everything, or being able to trade this you know glut of assets you have just sitting there that are you know there's too many for you to even ice it's like no we don't have that we literally need to recoup that that's like a whole problem if you let Tarasenko if you let Tarasenko and O'Reilly walk um you have essentially a a second line you have to fill because you haven't you haven't filled Peron's spot this year you're hoping you can like make up for his production with other players but like no one's like filling that spot Mm -hmm. um and then you you'd have O'Reilly and Tarasenko you'd literally you'd you'd have Bushnevich and Thomas and Cairo on the first line, and then your st- second line would be Saad Shen, and let's say they keep Barbershop and Barbershop. That's that's a third line, baby. That's not a yeah. second line. You're missing three yeah. second line and forwards.
0: Like I'm confident, honestly, that if we did let them go, we'd replace them in oh, some way sure, that would sure, be yeah. interesting enough that we'd still be a competitive team. But what I'm talking about if you're if you're looking at you know if you're looking at Cairo and Thomas and thinking about the long term health of this team. How do you find top-end talent? Mm-hmm. Because you don't find top-end talent in its prime in free agency ever. Mm-hmm. You might get Johnny Goudreau there, but Johnny Goudreau's prime is ending. Or it's about, you know, maybe it's two or three years from ending, but it's ending soon. And they're going to be paying for a lot of rough years too. That's what
1: I mean. You're um, going to be paying out the butt so, for like three good years.
0: And and I don't think we need necessarily the top one or two pieces for the long haul that's kyro and thomas fortunately for the most part but we need a lot of good guys to support that and while i think you know i think bullduck and and neighbors and Perinovich and um snuggerud and you know maybe matthew kessel or whoever can be decent pieces i, I just don't think you build a whole super competitive team out of those guys plus Kyron and thomas so um, there's a lot of ways you can do that. And it doesn't have to be trading these guys, but it has to be trading these guys. If you are going to lose these guys for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so weird, you know, and again, this is all hypothetical based on the fact that I still think hundred percent, he'll find a way to at least keep O'Reilly. Um, but it's so weird that his arguably boldest and most important moves of his career, in some respects, were trading Shattenkirk and, And um, Stasny when he did, I guess not most important because that would be more the O'Reilly move itself. But, you know, those were huge moves in the build up to that Stanley Cup and gave us some of the young pieces that became, you know, contributors and gave us some of the some of the capital to go get other pieces. So, um, you know, I would think he wouldn't his confidence on that wouldn't fail him now. But who knows? Um, Should we move on now, you think?
1: Yeah, the one other blues note is they started uh, the Traverse City tournament today. Uh, They played the Columbus Blue Jackets, and they got stopped (laughs) 7-1. So, you know, 27th um, Prospect Pool, showing up 27th in the standings.
0: (laughs) Shout out to Traverse City, though. What a great town. I'm a little sad I'm not there, but... Um, it's a lot of fun if nobody's ever gone if anyone if any of you haven't gone which I imagine is a lot to I'll even say most of you uh you should definitely go even if not for the tournament it's just a beautiful area but going for the tournament's a lot of fun um we are in that time of the season where the clocks have turned to not midnight but let's say 9 30 pm which it actually almost is here in Jacksonville or all, uh, already was um And uh, we are going to talk about division previews, and that means that the season is fairly close, which is very exciting. We are going to start with the Metropolitan Division, which a survey of uh, passionate NHL fans has conclusively decided is, quote, the most boringest one Mm -hmm. uh, of the divisions. Actually, those fans would probably say that about the Central Division, if we're honest, but uh, we can't say that because of certain contractual obligations we have to the team that funds this podcast. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's not the Blues. Keep guessing.
1: Uh, <laughs> but we, we are the Metro Division
0: of the Western Conference. Of the Western sure. Conference, 100%. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll start with the Metro. We'll go to the Atlantic next week. Then we'll take an interlude and do our misery index then we'll hit the Pacific, and then we'll conclude the offseason with the Central Division and the St. Louis Blues preview in one mega episode before diving into the first week of action. It's very exciting. Let's go into the Metro Division. Uh, have you double checked? Are is every team on? Here? <laughs>
1: yeah, I did. we have a Buffalo. We Sabres. didn't do it. We didn't do a Buffalo Sabers. <laughs> okay. right. Deep a good cut. Good.
0: <laughs> Uh, yeah, folks, if you remember the Buffalo Sabres the erasure, you're a true fan, and we respect you. Carolina Hurricanes last season were 54-20-8. They had 116 points. They had a plus 76 goal differential. They finished first in the Metro Division, and then they lost in the New York Rangers in the second round. Sands, Frederick Anderson, who never did come back to play in that series. Oh, that's where really um, too is he gone no he no he's there sorry oh, okay. like, but he's
1: gone <laughs> yeah he's gone spiritually <laughs> he's a
0: ghost of his former self. So. uh they had sebastian aho as their top scorer andres fetchin and call 30 goals and 69 nice. points uh teravine with 65 points vincent trochek and and uh tony d'angelo uh, taking a break for his from his duties as the dawn of NXT and mm-hmm. moving over to be the defenseman for the um, Carolina Hurricanes last season. Of course, he is gone and is now on a team we'll discuss later, the Philadelphia Flyers. As is Vincent Trochak, who moved on to the New York Rangers for like some god awful amount of money, right? Yeah, something, something too much. Uh, and then Steven Lorenz is out, but who cares? Uh, they did bring in Max Pacioretty for free, Brent Burns for almost free, Paul Stastny for I can't believe they paid Paul Stastny, Ryan Dezingle and Andre Acacia. I mean, those are all like really smart signings, uh, <laughs> which is kind of gross, I think. Um, I think the only quite I mean, you have no question that the hurricanes are a great team that they're a good defensive right. team that they've got one of the best coaches in the league. My only question with the hurricanes is can they get it done in the playoffs? You know, is Frederick Anderson, if he stays healthy, good enough to, to be the difference maker and get them through to the final round. And, and I don't think, you know, the Rangers were good last year. It's not like they got screwed and they, they did get their goalie run over. Um, their mm-hmm. second goalie run over, I believe, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about the Hurricanes in terms of a, a playoff team? Or- yeah,
1: I mean, for sure they'll make the playoffs. Like you said, it's a matter of how far they can go in them. They, I think the Carolina Hurricanes have to be viewed, or let me put it this way. I view the Carolina Hurricanes as a good team, a team with some really good players on it. And I don't care about them whatsoever. Like, I just really don't care about the Carolina Hurricanes. For some, for some reason, if they're the team that's on a national game or they're, it's their playoff series, I just can't be bothered. I don't know why. It's like nothing I against totally you, Carolina. That.
0: When you said, uh, when you said uh, to me that the Carolina Hurricanes can be viewed, I thought you were going to say, as a perennial disappointment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but for real, though, but it's true. And I seriously believe – the way I view Carolina, the Carolina hurricanes is probably how most of the Eastern conference views the St. Louis blues. Like they would be like, you know what I hear about this team. They got some, some great young players, man. i have like, I've drafted them on fantasy. They're really good for me. Blah, blah, blah. They make the playoffs. Obviously like we won the cup recently, but like in the last how many years, three years, and like the thousands of years before them, it's like, yeah, I hear about them. They're great don't they make the playoffs and then like they kind of just like fizzle out and it's like yeah and it's like oh but they're going to be really good next year though and they'll they'll make the playoffs again and it's like yeah yeah, do you want to watch a blues game like no i why would i want to do that (laughs) like that seems really boring to me (laughs) like i just i just that's how i feel my heart goes out to caroline because nothing against your team but just kind of like meh um i hope they do i i root for them in the playoffs though like i want them Mm -hmm. to do well they're they're not a canadian team so obviously you know, I've got your back, (laughs) but um, yeah, it just seems like, I don't know what happened last year. They couldn't win on the road against New York at -hmm. all. And then, and then game seven, they were at home and they lost that one too. Um, Yeah. They just seem to run into, I feel like they just always run into like one of the best teams or one of the best stories in the East. That's not them. So, you know, run it back and see if it works you know sebastian is great special is great um i think yeah like you said all those all those guys they added patch burns and stuff like this should all make an impact um but i've i've seen the story before like the the great (laughs) team might even finish first again but like just show me that you have it they don't have it i've never seen it from them
0: Yeah, that's well said. I would say, um, and we need to see it for it to be proven. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, we can kind of do final predictions at the end of this. I would still st- see them probably being first in the division, maybe second behind New York. But um, I, I, they're at that point. I mean, they're they're almost like the the Maple Leafs were like you, just erase the regular season, mm-hmm. you know. Um, So, uh, moving on to the Columbus Blue Jackets, obviously an exciting offseason for them. They had 81 points last season to finish sixth in the Metro and obviously, obviously (laughs) missed the playoffs. Uh, They did lose their second highest scorer, Oliver Bjorkstrand. uh, Jacob Vorchek taking home highest scorer's honors with 56 assists and six goals.
1: (laughs) I I only just noticed that. (laughs) Oh, boy.
0: (laughs) Patrick, what well, that's like the opposite of a Cy boy. That is that is uh, that is that is a bad record if you're a pitcher. Patrick Wine, uh is good there. They resigned him, which is you know mm-hmm. exciting for them. Um, how long was that signing? Was that five years? Yeah, Ten it's years?
1: definitely not. It I don't seven? think it was seven.
0: Um, blue Jackets.
1: Patrick Winey will never get a seven-year deal.
0: <laughs> Three years, four years. Oh, sure, uh, eight point seven million. Um yeah, I mean Patrick Wine. Is- for 8.7 million, really. Yeah, he's okay. massive okay. a person. Um, yeah, I mean they're using they're technically are they above the salary cap for right now? No, they've got some space and they've got one too many contracts, so they gotta shed somebody. Um sorry to you, Andrew Peak, maybe I don't know. Um, but uh obviously obviously the big story with the um blue jackets is is eric goodbranson signing as a free agent i think eric goodbranson (laughs) uh in terms of people who moved from the flames to the columbus blue jackets uh i would say one of the top signings in history wouldn't you agree
1: oh yeah one of the top signings of our lifetime
0: exactly um no obviously johnny goudreau uh Probably the most shocking free agent decision uh, maybe in NHL history. Certainly anytime I remember. Um, Just kind of out of left field, the Blue Jackets. What's so weird about that story, that that day is like, I remember someone at like 4.30 being like, well, I mean, it's still talking. I guess don't rule out the Blue Jackets because I've heard they've made a serious offer. And then at like 4.32, it was like, yeah, so he signed with the Blue Jackets, (laughs) you know, and you're like, what? Um, but yeah, obviously, that's a complete difference maker for their organization. Uh, it's a complete game changer, and I don't think they make the playoffs. Uh, I know, so, so sad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, this division isn't good, so maybe it's enough uh, to move them up. Um, but you got to figure the Penguins and the Capitals aren't anxious to go anywhere, um, and the uh, wild card teams are probably coming out of the Atlantic. So. It's just going to be a hard hill for them to climb. But signing Goudreau, hopefully, with the young talent they have. One player I really love is Igor uh, Chennikov. Speaking of um, Traverse City, I saw him play there and he just looked like an absolute stud and difference maker. A real, uh, I don't, you know, I don't offer fantasy advice because I'm an idiot who doesn't know anything, but a real sleeper pick for your fantasy (laughs) leagues, especially if he gets some power play time with Johnny Goudreau distributing to him. but uh yeah, I think uh I still just don't see how they could be a playoff team with the roster they have right now.
1: Yeah, in this division and this conference I don't see it like you said, Chinikov will be a fun addition. Um they have like Ken Johnson, I don't know if he's gonna make this team or not, but they they just don't have they don't have like the the core. I don't know, their mm-hmm. core is coming. Right now it's like you have Johnny Goodrow and just Jake, you know, Jakob Vorchek and Patrick Liney and that's like this weird uh Swiss Army knife thing that's like yeah. this is it's good for Columbus because it has some names that get you in the door and they'll be interested and they'll they'll score a lot of goals here and there, and like that'll be enough to like keep that, I would hope, that marketplace interested for like the rebuild that's like slowly coming behind everything. Yeah. But
0: and they'll get to be in, you know, they'll get to be in some national games. Yeah. They'll get to have some of that uh NBC sports music. I mean not that anymore. Um, oh yeah, TNT music and no more of the dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> i mess
1: that. Oh god, um, I don't know if I'll <laughs> ever <either> will. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the new music so much better but there's still a soft spot in my heart for that awful theme uh, that's the theme we heard probably seconds before the blues won the stanley cup uh a thought about the columbus blue jackets i hope i didn't cut you off from important no, no. point but um eric robinson is the player i would guess he is the player who has played the most nhl games that i still don't believe is an nhl player he has played 187 nhl games he's signed three contracts and i still look at his name and i'm like nope that's not a person why is he making north of 1.2 million dollars i've
1: never heard of this person
0: he's the one of the guys because he's from belmar new jersey he's one of the guys that johnny gaudreau was like oh i know him i love one of the reasons i wanted to go there and i was like who Friggin' who, but I guess <laughs> he's got a friggin' job now, baby. He's not going anywhere. He's twenty-seven years old. He's played in almost two hundred NHL games, and he's got the name of your local pastor or convenience store assistant manager. Um, That's true. But yeah, uh, that core now is Gaudreau, and like you said, uh, Line A and Voracek, and then they're just hoping, hoping that. Um, Guys like uh, Kent Hughes, Kent Hughes. No, that's not right. Uh, Kent Johnson, excuse me. Uh, Come along (laughs) and Chennikoff and... Maybe even Trey Fix Walansky, shout out to him uh, for having a great name. Uh, Those guys come along and and play a major role. Didn't they have Cole Cylinder also? That's the other one I was trying to think of. They've got a lot of great prospects. They were number 12 in the athletic pipeline rankings. They've got Jirachik, who came along this year. Um, They've got <clears throat> um, excuse me, they've got Ken Johnson, they've got uh Sillinger and uh Kirill Marchenko and a lot of good young players. So obviously they're hoping some of those guys uh you know mature faster rather than slower, and um you know they see a, a good return from the investment in Johnny Gaudreau. but I think they'll see a return. Just by having a star, either way, I think it'll be worth it for them as a franchise. Mm-hmm. The New Jersey Devils uh, talk about woeful teams. They finished seventh in the Metro Division last year surprisingly did not make the playoffs 63 points they had as a team 73 points jesper Brott had as an individual nico heischer and jack hughes behind him igor sharangovich behind them tied with damon severson at 46 points they lost pavel zaka and ty smith both players that I thought they really liked that were part of their core. But I guess if you're that bad, nobody's really part of your core. Uh, They failed to bring in um, the aforementioned Johnny Goodrow, but they did bring in Andre Palat, Eric Hollis, Simon Nimich, if he does play this season, their second, second overall pick, uh, Brendan Smith, Vitek Vanacek and John Marino. I have no real problems with any of those additions, but Ian, does it make a difference? Can the New Jersey Devils finally be uh tolerable this season?
1: I wish man. I I wish for their success. <laughs> I really do. I know I feel like if some swell these I love, these, how, like, I love how the
0: no chance in hell was very implicit in your I wish. You yeah. Know? <laughs> it's like oh yeah I wish I wish it's not gonna I happen, do but I wish
1: They're, they just like you got yes for rat that guys it could be a 30 goal scorer point-per-game player, maybe. Uh, Andre Pilates, you're bringing in. Simon Nemich, like, maybe he makes uh, cracks your lineup. Like, Jack Hughes for is hopefully won't be injured. Like, he seems to always be, like, the, they have fun pieces, um, but they need the it of, like, just, like, bringing them all together. They feel sort of like the Blue Jackets or, like, you've got all these pieces, but none of them really, like, fit together. They're all just kind of firing off on their own and you're like yeah that was fun well it didn't turn into wins so i i don't know i feel like sometimes i need a different coach like they've got lindy ruff still there and i'm like lindy ruff is i'm sure very good because he's been around for very long or or maybe he's not good anymore Mm -hmm. like maybe you need someone else in there for these players like i'm sure he's a great guy but like part of me thinks like an ancient lindy ruff really like coach jack hughes like he's ancient the love of god like
0: just that's like a model somebody else in a porsche
1: yeah just know? like anyone else, literally anyone under the age of 55 um 60 I will, i'll push it to 60 anyone under the age of 60 to coach these 63 young kids. i'll push it to yeah.
0: 63, <laughs> 63 years old but i'll maybe no someone higher that,
1: yeah maybe someone that's not aarp eligible like. that's right Lindy please. Ruff actually
0: sixty two, little known.
1: Really, please. that dude looks like he's eighty two. Thousand
0: <laughs> years old, yeah.
1: Good for you, Lindy Ruff, I guess. Like
0: this is him at the two thousand six NHL awards, which means he was what maybe had just turned fifty. Look how fucking old this <laughs> man looks. Look at him. Look at him. Uh... He had like blonder hair, but he looked like Stone Cold Steve Austin on mescaline. He was just a disaster of a person. Yeah, what is he really that does, He really does look like Stone Cold in that picture. Like, if he, he does, if you shave his hair, get get rid like of a that finger. Mustache. over Yeah, he's a Stone Cold knockoff. Um,
1: because Lindy Ref said so. That's, that's right. his coaching style. That's, that's terrible. Actually,
0: that's <laughs> right. <laughs> that worked out really well. Uh, Lindy three sixteen said, "I just." <laughs> Oh, that's good. Lindy 316 said, you just missed that pass. Um, Lindy 316 says, you don't get over the glass. I don't know. I I, I, I ran out of steam there. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, Steve Austin, Stone Cold Lindy Ruff. I agree that he's not a great fit for any organization. This is I mean, I know we go on this rant all the time, but just pick somebody new. (laughs) What have you got to lose? You're the fucking New Jersey Devils. You've been dog shit for a decade. Try something new. What do you want, Lindy Ruff, to get you to 75 points, 82 points? It doesn't matter. Keep losing until you're good again because the solution isn't mediocritying your way into the playoffs and the Stanley Cup, you know? And Martin Brodeur's not coming around. I mean, I know he's literally coming around because he works there, but he's not coming around to save you. Um, and speaking of teams that aren't being coming around to be saved, let's talk about the New York Islanders. Everyone's presumed bounce back favorite this season. 84 points last year, a huge disappointment missing the playoffs after falling finishing fifth in the Metro Division. They had Brock Nelson lead the team, tied with Matthew Barzell with 59 points apiece, not nearly enough for Matthew Barzell, probably probably a generous result for Brock Nelson. Um, Noah Dobson, fantastic young defender, had 51. Anders Lee and Josh Bailey uh, also participated. Uh, Zdeno Char is probably finally going to retire. They brought in Alexander Romanoff. Of course, uh, the Islanders could have other plans. And, and Lindy could just be playing one of his games or not Lindy, excuse me. Lou could just be playing one of his games. Isn't it so cute? It's not cute. Nobody thinks it's cute. Um, but Ian, what do you feel about the going logic that, oh, the Islanders will just be much better next year? Because of course they will be.
1: You know, that'd be great. I wish, I wish that would happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
1: I, of all the teams that are like bubble teams, this is the one that's actually a bubble team, I guess. Like in the sense that for the, the what the two seasons prior to this in a row, they uh, made it to the Eastern conference finals. So like mm-hmm. they, and they really haven't done anything to this team. So they should be, they should be just as good. Um, but I just think – I think freaking Lou Lamarillo has just squeezed all the enjoyment out of this team that he possibly could. Like, it's it's gone. It's gone. And it's his team now. And it's so boring. Mm-hmm. It's so boring. They went from bad to good for a little bit to boring. And, they, I mean – there were New York Islanders fans that were going crazy this summer because they didn't get Goudreau. they didn't get like any big free agents, they didn't make any they giant trades, Kichuk. like they just didn't do. Yeah, they just didn't do anything.
0: Who was it? Who was it that signed? Oh, when Cadre signed, they had like a, an actual meltdown. Because oh,
1: that's were, right. That's right. Oh,
0: you just didn't do anything.
1: Like, you like yeah, you just didn't, didn't do anything. anything this summer, and it was like, look, you had a lot of injuries last year. I get it. Shit happens. They had, I think, the COVID issues, whatever. But like. Do you do you just think doing nothing is good <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're gonna do nothing and we'll just be better it's like oh god that would be
0: I gotta do more than that because right now it looks like you're just big
1: yeah people, like we didn't know? like the Doug Armstrong summer and at yeah. least he like did, did some things. did literally like just the, a few we things do, we were like this sucks.
0: literally anything
1: can you imagine all you did was trade for alexander romanov like yeah it's good enough i think we're just going to run it back a bit kill me this sucks
0: yeah. this is so lame yeah oh, I
1: mean, there's God. no
0: there's literally no excuse for the islanders offseason there is no excuse for it. you cannot even excuse it by saying well they were good before they're going to just be good again because you don't know that you can't prove that i'm I just sure i understand it
1: I'm sure I'll say this about some other team in one of our division previews, but I'm really trying to go through like a roll deck super quick, and I feel like it doesn't apply to any team more than them. They're the, the Islanders are such a nothing team; they're mm-hmm. just so nothing. Like it's literally whatever. Like what about the Islanders? It's like my brain shuts off. I'm like it doesn't fucking matter. I don't care. Yeah, like Barzell
0: just... could be a star in this league, but because he's there, he's like forgettable.
1: I wanna <laughs> like the Islanders. Like I think their fans are fun. I think the environment in their stadium seems pretty fun. They have like a fairly rich history. Like I like their jerseys, their colors, and everything. I really like everything with Islanders, except for like the brand of hockey they play and like mm-hmm. their GMs being like just freaking boring. Just the just the running shits. Well, like it just
0: basically being dead, you know? Yeah. Just like the, the romantic. You think Lane Lambert's going to rescue this team uh, when uh, Barry Trotz frigging couldn't? Like, yeah, what well, was that
1: move? That's probably your biggest out. You don't have Barry yeah, Trotz oh, anymore.
0: For sure. Uh. I don't know. Um, I just don't get it. And I don't know, like Matthew Barzell's an RFA after this season, you think he's going to freaking resign with this team long-term right now, the way it's being run by Lou Lamorello, the ancient old windbag who will literally <laughs> be dead by the end of Matthew Barzell's next long-term contract. Like, I'm sorry. I just don't, I don't even mean to be blunt, but isn't, uh isn't Friggin', what's his name? Literally eighty-two or something.
1: Yeah, he's in his eighties. He's so, actually old, unlike yeah, all these
0: other people. Seventy, no, excuse me. I'll what? Goddamn! We can't be, get nothing. It'll be eighty on October twenty-first. So you tick tock motherfucker. Um. <laughs> he doesn't know what that is. <laughs> but like eighty-eight actuarial tables, he's not making it that far. So like, step down, Lou. I just wish. I also just wish anybody could go to Lou and be like, man, it's time. You know.
1: I know. Or just honestly, I want someone to walk up to and be like, dude, fuck off. Like,
0: just, just be like, Sarah Beth is calling you home. And he'll be like, who's Sarah Beth? And you'll be like, honest to God, Leo, I made up a name for your wife and I assumed you were too senile to remember your wife's real name. That's why you Just walk out here. the door. Right. You and Lindy Ruff can hold hands right. and walk out the freaking door. Lindy's calling you home. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I mean... I just, they're a better team than they were last season, sure. But one of the arguments for them being a better team than they were last season is that they had Barry trots and they got rid of Barry trots. So, like, I right. just don't understand. Could they improve to 90 points, 95 points? Sure, but are they going to get up to 110 points like the Rangers or, you know, the 103 points that the Penguins finished third with or the 100 points that the Capitals finished fourth with? I don't know. I don't see it really.
1: Right. They've um, got to like. They got to hope that one of those teams like plays shitty too. Partners. Like it's not just yeah. it's not just the Islanders being better. It's like one of those four teams above them just has to have like a really shit season.
0: No good. Yeah, and that team will be the New York Rangers. <laughs> uh, they finished with 110 points last season plus 47 goal differential, finished second in the Metro division. Obviously have Igor Shesterkin, who won the uh, Vezna Trophy and was a finalist for the Hart Trophy. Artemi Panarin, uh, 96 points. Mika Zibanejad, at 81 points. Chris Kreider, 52 goals with the Cy Young, 77-point oh, season. Adam Fox is very good, and then they have no one else on that team. There's no one else, uh, but to try and bridge that gap, they did bring in Vincent Trocheck. They brought in Yaroslav Halak to replace Alexander Georgiev, who went to Colorado. Louis Domingue came in as well. I don't know why you needed both of them. Good for you. Gustav Rydall, who I believe is um like a sleep medication, Rydall, right? Like <laughs> to be wise all, get Rydall, isn't that good? Um, Rydahl, right to sleep. Hi <laughs> Emerson, who Ty Emerson can't even be a person. Yes, uh, they right. lost Andrew Kopp and Alexander Georgiev, as I mentioned, Tyler Mott and Patrick Nemeth as well. Uh, one of my favorite tweets ever, I don't pat myself on the back, Ian, uh, but one of my favorite tweets ever was when Patrick Nemeth <laughs> scored against us at Mad- Madison Square Garden this year. I tweeted something like, listen, I know this is a historic building, but I didn't know they let actual ghosts play, <laughs> <either."> <laughs> and I was very proud of that. Vincent Trocheck on a huge, big contract. I love Vincent Schrochek. Check, but it makes no sense this team is badly run and the last season was great and Igor Shosturkin still great and Artemi Panarin still great and Mika Zibanejad still great and Chris Kreider's probably still good and Adam Fox is still uh, superlative but I will say right now that I am not just like a born and bred believer died in the wall yes the rangers are going to be as good as they were last season yes um, it's all going to be fine and they're going to be solid uh so much of that team's success was igor shesterkin and if he's ever even just human they're going to be a much different team you know Mm -hmm. so what are your thoughts on the rangers am i wrong am i off base I mean last year did seem like they
1: were fight
0: with me. <laughs> last Good year did God. seem like they were a bubble team.
1: <laughs> that the bubble never burst. Like it,
0: yeah.
1: And maybe and I guess it's the season is whether or not that's that bubble really was a bubble or if it was, you know, if it was like the new reality that we live in, or if yeah, they'll pop and they'll kind of come back down the earth a little bit. Um it's really hard to tell because you, you wouldn't think goalie could play that well again, but even if he plays Close to that, I think they're a playoff team um, with Panarins, Benjad, Kratter, who's probably not getting 52 goals again, but definitely a 30 plus goal scorer. Um, yeah, and and you have Vincent Trocheck now as your second line center, third line center. Um, it's hard. I don't think they're gonna be a second in the metro. They they feel more like a like a fourth team, like a team that's a wild card team rather than commanding like the second place spot in their division. Um, but I still think they make the playoffs. I do think that they, their construction is interesting. They have they're extremely top heavy. Um, I just I honestly God I'm trying to think who else is on that team. Hiedel, um, Lafreniere, Kako. Just because I'm thinking of the kid line. Like other than that, than the Bernard and Benedito, I'm like I just don't know who's on this. team. Anymore as far as forward, so it's like, who's there for support? Um, I don't know. They, I, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. I'm I'm rooting for your Rangers, but I think it's going to be hard to replicate last year's success, especially like making all the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, they, I mean, they were even really up and down the playoffs, right? Like the Pittsburgh pushed them around for a good chunk of time. Um, they couldn't win a game in Carolina until the last game when they could, Mm -hmm. they, they didn't necessarily walk through the playoffs. So there's definitely some improvement that needs to be made. And I don't know that they necessarily made it this summer. So we'll see will be fun to watch, but yeah, I definitely don't think they're like a, a lock, like people are like, Oh, that's, this is the new New York Rangers. It's like, eh, I don't know. About
0: Would that. you describe them as a nothing team though? No, 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 no. That's I'm the New York kidding. Islanders. hundred percent. And the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> now the Philadelphia Flyers are too bad to be. Nothing. Oh yeah. This, they, this team, is not a
1: nothing team. This is like trash on fire. This, this is like, team, you can't look sneak, away.
0: Sneaky contender for Connor Bedard this season. Let me tell you. Um, John Possibly. Tortorella I think can like is like duct tape he can make anything sort of functional until you know you look at the cracks too hard but um I don't know man this team's so fucking bad uh, I, I don't know what could be worse for uh the Flyers they lost Claude Giroux. they haven't brought in fucking anybody they um I don't say that they brought in tony d'angelo
1: <laughs> for like
0: three or four years or whatever the fuck
1: they signed him to uh, nicholas delorier he was the the a donovan actually
0: carter hart's been fucking terrible i mean he's been so bad and i hate saying that because i hoped he was going to be like a bright young star he's mm-hmm. been awful i mean awful like rick D levels of bad um i like like i said jeru's gone joel farabee is like fine Morgan Frost is, like, not even quite fine. Um, he won the Shen trade. How do you cobble – I mean, how do you cobble together anything resembling a team? Hopefully, I mean, I guess you hope – and I say this with all due respect to what he went through because I cannot imagine, but I hope – I guess you hope Kevin Hayes is back, like, as yeah. a whole integral Couturier, person. Or Couturier, um, who I think Couturier was the most last year. has yeah. to be healthy. Uh, even then, though, it's like – how do you this teeth pants scott lawton three million a year for five years like what hey, put what, some
1: respect on scott lawton
0: listen i nobody respects scott lawton more than me okay not even um, his own parents that's right but uh he's not good is the problem with scott lawton uh, if you really have to boil it down to that and um <laughs> <laughs> and uh i just feel like I just, there's no there there for this team. Proveral's been bad. Uh, They've got Rasmus first the line and signed forever. This is, I'll spoil it. I'll spoil right now. I can't see any other team being at the top of the misery index right now. Looking at, I mean, even even Chicago, like as bad as they've been, as everything going on, like their future is so much brighter just by dint of not being the freaking Philadelphia (laughs) Flyers. I mean, am I being unfair? Is there something here I'm missing that makes you say, well, maybe if such and such happens, oh, no, and no, yada no,
1: yada no, yada. No, yada. No. This team, this <laughs> team's this team's going for Bedard for sure. Like there's
0: the the pipeline got 19th in the athletics rankings, which like aren't the end all be all, but 19's not good for a team that's this bad. They do have a guy named Cutter Gautier, though, and that's a cool mm. name. So, you know, Cam York, I think, was supposed to be like a super stud. And now he's just kind of like, eh, you know. Uh, no, there's uh, just nothing going great for this team right now
1: well like elliot freeman said on 31 or 32 thoughts uh, last week uh philadelphia fly the philadelphia flyers starting poorly is not an option this year and it's like elliot that's not that's only is that only an option, option that's the reality <laughs> yeah that's what's happening that's, i yeah, love like them you saying said, that the was
0: option. like to whom? Who's gonna stop <laughs> like <it? laughs> yeah,
1: that's not an option, yeah. Look at her. Who who is gonna you come ever, in and make that not an option? You ever oh. seen
0: like those uh, again back to TikTok? The or the one with the IKEA guy. Oh yeah. Where, where he's like, you know, he'll say something kind of jokey and then he'll do the really serious turn. And it's like, you know, I feel like it'd be oh yeah, saying. You know, the Philadelphia Flyers starting bad is not an option this year. And then it'd be like, oh, really, Elliot? That's the only option. <laughs> well, you think the Philadelphia Flyers are going to suddenly be good because John Tortorella's there? Not happening. Um, he's, he's definitely there too,
1: right? Like, John Tortorella is there to, like, whip him into shape and everything. I mean, they even said they had emails that came out to these players that were like, you need to come to camp in shape and it's like what what the what the fuck is that like that's like your school (laughs) that's like your school sending emails like by the way bring like paper and pencils because last year no one brought those and that's not how a school works and it's like yeah you should come in into shape like you can't be Keith Kachuk in like whatever 2005 like it's just it's insanity like that's the thing too he had a whole hit on serious XM Tortorella did where he was like talking about how he's got major concerns about the room and lots of questions about it and it's like I mean I know that's just him being him and that's probably him like already doing the Tortorella dance right of like taking some of the heat off the players and being like this is about me and I'm a character and blah 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 but god this he's not like turning the team around he's there I think steve dangle said it best i think it was him like he's there to like diagnose the team like he's there to like yeah. essentially be the eyes and ears for like the gm and people above him be like yeah so here's the problem like travis connecting like is like 90 pounds overweight or whatever <laughs> or like he smokes a pack between like periods and you don't say so, that but he
0: does so here's the thing in the offseason james uh, james van Reem like Got a pacemaker implanted. Um, it's not going <laughs> to be a big deal. Mexico. He can't skate more than twelve seconds at a time, or he <laughs> will drop dead. So, up to you how you utilize him. But <laughs> I yelled,
1: I yelled at him, but the pacemaker is still there. <laughs>
0: yeah, that didn't change anything. I'm not a in doctor. Fact, in fact, I'm not a doctor, but it might have made it worse. That's I just told, me. That's just <laughs> you me. me. You told me
1: he got it done in Mexico, and I told him
0: this is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How was I not ready for a, this? Is wrong, Joe. oh uh, so, you know no. what? No, this is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's so shameful that we find that funny, and it's so. Funny.
1: It was the most shiny moment, in one of the worst situations in the NHL it was history. The best
0: moment as a human being, and I just can't help but laugh at it. Oh, God, we are the worst people. I, but, I think
1: of that, and I think of Greg Wyshinski looking at him and not like a fucking moron.
0: Just, just looking like a sad duck in the middle of scene. <laughs> 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 oh, all right, let's move on to the Pittsburgh Penguins, the arch rivals of the Philadelphia Flyers. Remember how they were going to lose everybody, and then they, you know, just didn't. They yeah, just um, signed them all back. Crosby's back, Latang's back, um, and uh the other one, Chris <laughs> Chris Malkin. Uh Kitty Malkin. Malkin. Um John Ruda, Jan Ruda, uh, Josh Archibald, Drake Kajula, and Ty Smith came to this team. Zach Aston Reach and Reese and Dominic Simon Simone and John Marino left. It's fine. I mean, I don't even want to talk about the Penguins. They're in their sunset, but they're still going to be good. I literally have no more to say. Do you have more to say about the Penguins?
1: No. I mean, have you seen the Penguins play the last five years? It's you it's them again. The Penguins are they're, they're,
0: they're here. <laughs> uh, same they're coach. going to make the playoffs. Baby. It's all the same. Moving on to the Washington Capitals. Uh 100 points last year fourth of the metro made it into the playoffs. It's all about Alex Ovechkin, baby. He hit 50 goals last year. Will he hit 45 this season? Yeah, he'll hit 45. Baby. Oh baby, it's happening. nets Kuznetsov uh with 24 goals, John Carlson 17, Tom Wilson 24. Connor Sheary 19. I don't know why I only read their goals. Uh, Samsonov's out. Vitek Banachek's out. Car- Darcy Kemper's in. Charlie Lindgren. Chucky Sideburn's our old friend is in. Eric Gustafson, who can probably hit Alex Ovechkin with some nice passes. Connor Brown's in. Dylan Strom's in. Henrik Borgstrom is in. And they also have the looming big question of um, Nicholas Backstrom set to miss a big chunk of the season, which could cut into the Ovechkin number a little bit. Um, this team is all about getting Ovechkin to Gretzky at this point. I'm not saying they can't be a playoff team, but they can't be a successful playoff team for very long, I wouldn't think. Um, any any deep thoughts about the Capitals? He needs a hundred... What is this? hundred and fifteen? I was just looking it up. Dude, that thing's like... That thing's done. Oh, 114, 114. Man, come on, man. I mean people talk about that like I don't know and I'm like why why don't you know
1: dude if he gets what if he's he got, got
0: friggin he's so got he... friggin four years left on his deal you think this dude's gonna suddenly drop to not even 25 goals a season
1: have him hit 50 again this year man and it's like it's 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 over it. yeah yeah oh my god um, that's awesome I love it
0: but like also He's like his game's not going to be so bad that he can't sign another one year to get it done. Like, I don't think he's going to retire at like eight eighty six. You know, like it's Mm -hmm. not like the Albert Pujols thing where it's like, no, dude, I'm done. Even if it's six ninety nine, I'm done. Like, I think this is why he's still around. You know,
1: Mm -hmm. Um, that's that's their that's their end goal. That's what they need to shoot for because um, because they're old. They're yeah. old, and I don't know who like their prospects are. Like, I, they're kind of the same, right? As like the Penguins, where it's like, well, you've got Ovechkin, you've got Backstrom comeback. back, um, you have uh, a resurgent Kuznetsov who had a really good season last year. Tom Wilson's there. Uh, it's like, you're you've got all your guys, and you got you've got some guys for your bottom six now. And Connor Brown and Dylan Strome. Uh, you've got a better goalie in Darcy Kemper now. So they've kind of buoyed themselves and they'll be a playoff team. But again, they lost in the first round last year. Um, one of those years they lost in the first round to like Carolina, whoever it was. I think that was like mm-hmm. the bubble year. So like they, they haven't made it very far um, pretty much since they're pretty much the blues. They haven't made it very far since they won the cup. Yeah, We'll uh, I mean, so just be interesting to see how much more they can squeeze out of these older guys before they really got to start thinking. I don't know if it's rebuild, but I just don't, I don't know what their pipeline's like. I can't imagine it's overly strong.
0: Yeah, I agree for sure. I mean, this team is all about getting Ovechkin to the goal marker, and then it's and then it's total rebuild. Like, it that's all it is. They have a guy in their prospect pipeline, which is ranked 24th, by the way, who's oh. got this name. Why don't you give that a read for us, Ian? Under thoughts and questions.
1: Ivan, so I got the first name. Yeah. Mm, Oh no, (laughs) Miroshnichenko. Miroshnichenko.
0: Yep. Miroshnichenko is my guess, but yeah, that's quite a mouthful. Um, That is the Metropolitan Division. Uh, Hurricanes still first, or do the Rangers take it? And and is there any other option? Hurricanes first. So hurricanes, then Rangers, or do the Penguins jump the Rangers?
1: yeah, I think it. I think for me, it goes hurricanes, penguins, uh,
0: Rangers, Capitals. That's fair. That's probably where I land too, uh, with an outside shot for the Philadelphia Flyers winning the division. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They're human trash. Um, anything else you want to cover before we hop off of here? Um, I
1: had Canes tonight. That was pretty good. I haven't had canes in a while you know oh they're un- building exactly
0: close to my apartment it's going to be a problem
1: oh yeah oh so when i went to chicago like over labor day weekend we were walking around um their chinatown and we were walking past like a bunch of little shops and i turned around and i saw this place and i was looking at the name and i was like have i been here before i was like why do i know this name but no it was the korean fried chicken place you told me about banchan
0: oh nice
1: and i was nice like we didn't it. go in because we'd already eaten uh yeah. but i was like oh man i gotta try this so i was I, like
0: i actually had really that tonight pretty oh really good. yeah <laughs> ironically um if you come down when you come down we'll have to try it yeah <laughs> it's pretty good it's pretty damn good um so yeah check out banchan if you have one in your vicinity it's great um and I guess that's it. I guess we'll be back next week with the much more exciting Atlantic division. Mm-hmm. Um, until then, keep your tax forms tight. Keep your uh, sterilization unforced. And by all <laughs> means, enjoy the weekend and have a great day. Let's see you. <laughs>